Well, today I'm joined by best-selling author and Proverbs 31 speaker, Suzanne Susie Ellers. We talk and explore all about the Holy Spirit. We talk about how living and loving has nothing to do with our own efforts, nothing at all, but it has everything to do with God's Holy Spirit. And so we ask questions about who the Holy Spirit is, how the Holy Spirit impacts our lives, and I learn a lot. Because here's the thing, a lot of us feel like we're settling in life, but Susie helps us understand how to start truly living and that's all because we have the Holy Spirit with us to show us and guide us in our everyday life. Well, a woman with a spirit-led heart trusts that God can use her even when her knees knock, believes that when she speaks to God, he hears, reaches for truth as a weapon, and isn't afraid to use it, tells her story for she has walked with Jesus, is not lost in the valleys or on the mountaintops, fights for others because Jesus fought for her first. I love that. A woman with a spirit-led heart isn't a know-it-all. Though she longs to know all there is to know, she doesn't have time to be distracted by drama with no eternal value. And a spirit-led heart believes that God loves her and freely loves him back. Well, that's the kind of woman I want to be and the woman who's going to help me get there. Get ready. Susie, Suzanne Susie Eller, um, who has written the book, The Spirit-Led Heart, Living a Life of Love and Faith Without Borders, is here from Arkansas. Hi, Susie. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you are because I want to be this woman. (laughs) I want to be a woman with a spirit-led heart like this, and I'm going to be asking you to help me become that throughout this interview. Well, before we get into some of the the nitty-gritty on this, Susie, um, I want to talk a little bit about, and maybe you can help explain the Holy Spirit. For many people, uh, depending on denominations and family of origin and experience, Uh, The Holy Spirit is is a common thing. They access and and talk about it in their everyday language. For others, um, in my growing up, we didn't really talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. Um, Why is it such a complex topic? And can you kind of like break it down and sort of explain overall the Holy Spirit's role and how, um, you know, he he impacts us every day? Absolutely. You know, isn't it funny how we take the promises of God and we make them really complex? And that's not anything new. Mm -hmm. But when you look at this promise that Jesus made of a helper, we look at the Trinity and we see the roles that our God plays in our life. And our Father loves us. Oh, goodness. He loves us. And he loved us so much that Jesus came to rescue us. And the Holy Spirit helps us live our faith so that others are drawn to that love. That's the role. That's the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. And then we take this beautiful promise and we make it very, very complicated. It was never meant to be. Why do you think we've made it so complicated? Why have we put sort of layers and, and, and made it complicated? And so therefore, sometimes when it's complicated, we, then we just ignore it or don't want to, um, you know, uh, surrender, be led by the spirit. Why, why do you think so? You know, I I grew up and I didn't know anything about God at all. 
And so when I first became a believer, honestly, it was such a simple, like, one day I didn't know that Jesus loved me, the next day I did. And, and so for me, not having a church background, and I, and I wish that I had grown up with believing parents and a believing home, but honestly, the fact that I didn't allowed me to just simply accept the fact that Jesus loved me because I had never experienced it. Hmm. But sometimes in the church, what we do is if something seems complex, we either pile a whole bunch of stuff on top of that and make it even more complicated, <laughs> or we completely shy away right. from it. My friend Michelle is right now, she is tiptoeing into the waters of embracing the Holy Spirit as part of her faith view. And she she said, you know, what she said, she said, Susie, I feel like that because we were afraid that we would act a certain way or that we would do something that was not biblical, that I shied away from one of the greatest promises mm. that Jesus ever made to the church. And she said, I feel a little bit robbed by that. Wow. You know, Susie, let's talk a little bit about your story. You talked about how you didn't grow up um, mm. sort of in a faith background in church. And, you know, this show is about your story. So let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about uh, your background growing up and then how you um, became a follower of Jesus and how you then experienced, you know, the sure. Holy Spirit uh, as well. I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. You know, I, I love my parents. And when I share the story that I'm about to share, I share it knowing that my, my mom is brave enough and courageous enough to let me share this. So I say that in advance. But um, I grew up in chaos. I grew up, my mom at the time was struggling with mental illness. Uh, my father was just kind of absent. And um, my home was abusive. It was uncertain. We never knew what to expect. Um, and I remember a friend coming over and knocking on the door. And she wanted me to come to church with her. And I didn't want anything to do with that. Because in my home, my mom was suicidal. I was abused on a regular basis. There was chaos and craziness. And the last thing that I wanted was church. Hmm. Because to me, church was just something, another, uh, something that, that I just didn't need or want in my life. And she became almost like a mosquito. I mean, she was just like, she was so present. She was so, just come, Susie, just come. So wow. one day I went with her thinking, if I just go, she'll back off. And so I went with her, and for the first time, I sensed the, the presence of God. And I literally stood at the back of the church because I was ready to just leave. And... I watched as people raised their hands. I watched as people mm. prayed. I, I sensed something I had never sensed before. And so here I was, this 16-year-old, and I kind of inwardly shook my fist at a God I didn't believe in and yeah. said, number one, if you're real, I'm mad at you because home is hard. Oh. Number two, if you are real, because I'm feeling something here I have never felt before, do you even see me? And wow. what happened in that moment was that the Lord broke through a hardened teenager's heart wow. who was going to have to go back home into the same environment 
and I experienced him for the first time, and it changed me forever. You know, I still went home to the same craziness. I still had to experience what we were experiencing, but everything on the inside of me had begun to change. And who knew that in that 16-year-old's heart, God knew that there was a Bible teacher waiting, that there was a a mom who was going to be able to give her children something that her parents weren't able to give her, Um, that eventually that there would be forgiveness birthed in my heart in such a way that I could compassionately look at a mom who loved me but whose mom hadn't showed her how to be a mom Mm -hmm. and heal those wounds. And so, oh, my word. Wow. You know, that my story is, is I, I saw Jesus, I met Jesus, and he changed me forever. And Ugh. not just me, but my children and my children's children. Susie, that is amazing. You know, it's that that idea that though it doesn't feel like it, God does see us. Like he, he is for us. And even you can be so hard of heart, you can mm-hmm. be in the worst chaotic situation or home, but God is knows, sees, and is is pursuing and wanting you uh, to be in a relationship. And I I believe a lot when you're talking, it was the Holy Spirit, right? That mosquito friend. I mean, come on. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes people give up after a while, right? Right. But I love the relentlessness of her. Good for her. And I love that she was on you like that. I think that's an encouragement for many of us who are listening to say, if there is somebody that God has on your radar, you keep going at them. And even if they get mad, you keep going because that just might be the change in their life that they need, right? Right. I agree with that. And I'm so grateful. You know, I haven't seen that, that. Who, she's now a woman in her 60s, you know. I haven't seen her for years and years. But I think one day we'll encounter each other in heaven, and I'll get to point at all the people that the <laughs> Lord has allowed me to minister to and to my own children and my grandchildren and just say, look at what you did. Amazing. She has no idea. <laughs> uh, Susie, a question for you, because this is a big question that seems to come up all the time when, when I'm speaking yeah. or engaging with um with uh, people that are on a faith journey, a little skeptical about wanting to follow Jesus, but the the Holy Spirit and, or even Christians, people have been, you know, followers of Jesus for a long time. How do you know it's the Holy Spirit? Because here you've said, you know, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Uh, When Jesus left to go back with his father, you know, he said, I'm going to leave someone greater than myself with you to guide you into all truth. But there's a battle of like, well, is it just me making things up? Is it the Holy Spirit speaking? Does the Holy Spirit, you know, um, speak in a booming, low voice? Or like, how do I know? How do I hear? And then when I hear, what do I do? So maybe you can answer that big question for us. big question. (laughs) For the entire world, Susie, you're answering the big question of the world (laughs) right now. (laughs) You know, the, the entire purpose of the Holy Spirit is to equip the church so that others can be drawn to the Father's love. That's mm. that's the purpose of that. And so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes what we do is we veer to his gifts. Instead of talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, we immediately go to his gifts. And those gifts are valuable. Those gifts are beautiful. But what, what Jesus introduced, who Jesus introduced, was the person of the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, you know what, guys, I need, not just guys, church, mm-hmm. men and women, it's important that I go away because I, 
when I go away, the advocate will come and he will be with you forever. And he goes on to say, and this is John 14, uh, 15 through 17 that you just quoted as well. He went on to say, he's always been with us, but now he will be in us. Mm-hmm. And so we can have assurance that as believers that he is in us, that um, that this Holy Spirit, the only the only role that he has, and it's a beautiful role, is number one, he understands the heart of the Father over us. He understands the heart of the Father over the world. And his role in our life is to continually direct us to those two things, to the heart Mm. of the Father over our own life, to the heart of the Father over the world. And so if we're acting out of ego, if we are... We, we say, you know, the Holy Spirit's doing this so that I can have this position or this place. If it goes against those two things, the heart mm. of the Father, okay. which we find in the Word, yep. the heart of the Father over the world, or the heart of the Father over our, our own lives, which is to follow Him, to be equipped in Him, to be used by Him in a powerful way to draw others, right. it's always going to fall within that purpose. That's it's good. out of there we've probably entered in with our own motivations. Yeah. I think that's great, Susie, because I think, I don't know where it's come from in culture or even in the church culture where people have thought that the Holy Spirit speaks in these very specific ways, it's, you know, um, at, at specific times. And so if we hear him and we miss it, oh, shoot. Um, and then if we hear him, will we know it's him? Whereas what you're saying, and I believe this, honestly, in my own personal walk with Jesus, I've realized well, that, that, you know, he speaks, but it's 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 me. It's it's me in relationship where I can hear, like, do this yeah. kind thing, speak, or Mel, be quiet and don't yeah. say the thing you want to say that might be hurtful. Though you were so justified in saying that to your husband and Chris, I love you. But there are times where, and I feel, I actually really feel, honestly, sometimes physically, a hold back or a, a sort of push to oh. speak or to go. And so that's Absolutely. come with time. That's come with time. But I've kind of you know, gotten away from that whole, what people have said, oh, I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to speak to me, to do this. I'm like, okay, well. The Holy Spirit indwells <laughs> Right, yeah, I love that, yeah. And continually, continually is drawing us. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I'm in the midst of an argument with my husband and I'm totally in the wrong, and I'll, I'll give just an example. I'm just going to out myself <laughs> okay. if that's okay. No problem. My husband and I, um, we had a really tough year. He lost his dad. Mm-hmm. We've been in a caregiving role. So we took some time away just for us. And something happened in one of the airports that just frustrated me um, and I'm not easy to anger, but I was angry. And unfortunately, this really kind man that loves me a lot just happened to be in the vicinity. He was he was innocent. It wasn't him. But you know how it is. Sometimes those yes. innocents, it's the shrapnel. <laughs> he was getting the shrapnel mm-hmm. of that. And I was walking down um, just on my way to the gate. And here's this, I'm in turmoil inside. And the Holy Spirit is just reminding me, number one, of who I am, mm-hmm. of the heart of the Father in the midst of this situation, and the heart of the Father for my husband, Richard, who's just this amazing guy who happened to get in the way. And I literally stopped, sat down in a chair, and put my head down, and I said, 
Lord, where are you in the midst of this? Because I can mm-hmm. find me. I know exactly where I'm at. Right. I know oh, exactly where my feelings are at. Mm-hmm. But where are you? <laughs> and that was the Holy Spirit reminding me, just in that turmoil, yeah. stop, stop. This is not who you are. This is not my will in this situation. He doesn't deserve that. And I went and sat beside him and I said, you know, I don't know what happened back there. Hmm. I'm really sorry that that you got the flack of that. And he said something really sweet. He said, I knew you would come around. I know you listened to the Lord, Susie. I knew you would come around. And thank goodness for that. Yeah. That is, you know what, I, I kind of chuckle because that's the conversations I've had with my husband, Chris. But I think that leads into, you know, the segue, Susie, into the next question because, you know, I, I believe people are listening going, okay, but then how does this actually work in the day-to-day? How do I actually do this? So, you know, I'm listening, but then what do I do? How how can I live more of this full life? You know, Melinda, you mentioned, like, having this a woman with a spirit-led heart, and I yeah. resonated with those things that you said earlier, but how do I actually do that? And I think, I mean, you you, yeah. you hit on that to say stop, but what are some other kind of takeaways or maybe some practical skills that we yeah. can learn from that really help us in our day-to-day right. living? Because life is hard. Life has, you know, your peaks and, and, and valleys, but how do we actually do this every day? Yeah. Well, the, the first thing that I would encourage all of us is to embrace the promise of a Holy Spirit or a helper as part of your faith view. Understand that we have help. That um, Jesus said that he would serve as as an advocate. The Holy Spirit would serve as an advocate. Now, what's interesting is he said, I'm sending you another advocate because Jesus himself is an advocate. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit serves as an advocate in a different role. Jesus serves as an advocate between you and the Father. The Holy Spirit serves as an advocate for you, to you. And I want to explain that because it's important. The distinction is that when I am running down that that um, airport, you know, um, the Lord is, the Holy Spirit is reminding me. He's fighting for me, to me. Susie, this is not who you are. Mm. Let me remind you of who you are. Now that that's in an argument, but let's say that being raised the way that I was raised and all the words I'd ever heard over my life, maybe I've embraced those as truth. And those are playing out in my relationships. I can't take a compliment because I don't believe that. Uh, if God is asking me to do things that seem way outside my comfort zone, I may shy away because I don't feel like I could ever do anything like that. The Holy Spirit fights for me. He's my advocate. He mm-hmm. fights for me, to me. And he begins to teach me and remind me of, of who I am. So embrace the, the fact that you have a helper, number one. Like that. Yep. So number two is begin to, to learn about the person of the Holy Spirit. Soak in the book of Acts. Jesus, when he was talking to the disciples, he and he's launching them as world changers, understand he's talking to men and women who are so ordinary. I am so stinking ordinary. You know, I am. I'm not Mother Teresa. I'm not anybody what I would consider special. And yet God knows how he can use your life and my life. Mm-hmm. 
And so when he's looking at them and he's saying, you're now going to be the church, can you imagine Peter's reaction, who just a few days earlier had completely said, I don't even I don't know, know you. Yeah, amazing. You know? Yeah, like what? So, <laughs> yeah, what? You can use me. And yet these these are these are the attributes that as we seek the holy spirit as we open up our heart to the fact that we have a helper he offers counsel he offers comfort he offers discernment mm-hmm. he offers faith that is greater than the natural he offers um just this myriad he offers boldness and that's not ego driven boldness this is a boldness yeah, right. that's not afraid to step out beyond our quivering soul, you know, to, mm-hmm. to do and be what God has asked us to be. Yeah. So that's the second thing is understand what you receive as you walk and you embrace this. That, and then third. Okay. Yeah. I'm writing them down, Susan, like writing them down here. <laughs> yeah. The third is, I think as a church, we often hear and we even maybe embrace it. But dare to live it. Mm -hmm. Dare to live this. I wrote this book while my daughter and my mom were both going through cancer. I wrote that manifesto that you read at the beginning out of that place. Because I felt so ill-equipped to write a book about the Holy Spirit when my whole world was falling apart. And yet he reminded me of who he was and what he had called me to do, and how he he would equip me to do that in spite of my battle. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. Susie, you know, as I'm listening to you and as you're giving me the three points about how does this, how does this work out in our day-to-day life um, yeah. in relationship with the Holy Spirit, and you say embrace that you have, you know, an advocate that, that um uh, second, you know, learn about the Holy Spirit. I love like accessing and going back and reading Acts and then live it. And I think I think that's key. I think here's the thing that, that really struck me as you were speaking is that a lot of times, you know, we become followers of Jesus, we make the decision, and then we think we don't have to do anything. You know, we're kind of like in, in, you know, yeah. in the fold. And, we, and so we just hang out and we don't do the hard work right. of, okay, first of all, study, being a part of community, serving, yeah. which is all part of it, but also listening, you know, like listening, you know, meditating. Um, for someone very high extrovert, you know, an, an EFNP on the Myers-Briggs, um, I could go on and on about every one of these things, like very high extrovert energy. Some of those kind of disciplines are very hard for me. But as I've gotten older, I've realized it's very important uh, in the work that I do in media and broadcast, in the relationships that I have, being mm-hmm. married, being a stepmom, all these things. I have to do these things yeah. or else my life will absolutely fall apart. You know what I mean? Like, and so when I say to, you know, women, I, you know, I say a lot of times when I meet with them, it's like, you have to do the work. You, you need to live it. You need to listen. You need to not do this. You need to do this. Yeah. And I think that's really key. What you're saying is that, you know, the Holy Spirit indwells in us, but then we need to do the work, uh, you know, as a woman, as a man, uh, to, to help us hear better, understand better too. So I really appreciate those three, um, you know, points that you made. Well, and I'm going to flip this just a little bit and say that not only do we have to, but we get to. We get to, yeah. We get to because when, when I was that young girl, that young teenager, angry at the world, 
I couldn't see what God could see. And even if you were raised in a beautiful Christian, you know, based home and life has been sweet, sweet, sweet to you, let me tell you that there is an adventure that God has for you as a world changer, whether that's in your home or across the street or across mm -hmm. the world or a combination of all three. And we have no idea of the work that God wants to do in our life so that we can experience our faith to the fullness. Where it's not a, it's not a, you know, Lord, here I am. Thank you for saving me. Done. Right. It's, here I am. Mm -hmm. You rescued me. Now what? Oh, and that, good. Now, that now what? Oh, there is so much goodness in that. Now, just so you know, that's going to lead you up some really harder paths of faith. Yeah. That's going to lead you into places to where you do the hard work of forgiveness or you do step out of your comfort zone. Or maybe, now see, I'm an introvert, so we're going to be the opposite. <laughs> right. Maybe he draws you into the spotlight when you would rather be on the back row. Or sometimes he leads that extrovert into the quiet places mm -hmm. where no one is seen so he can do the beautiful work. And and whatever it is that he's wanting to do, it's because he wants to do miracles in you and through you. And that is a powerful gift. So we totally. get to. Yeah. Yes, we have to, but have we to get, get to. to. That's exciting for anybody who's feeling a little dry, feeling um, really uninspired by their faith with Jesus. Like I think... You know, yeah. Susie, you've really kind of like encouraged and I hope with our listeners and, and viewers sort of like gave them a lift because I think sometimes when you've been a follower of Jesus for a long time, you know, I've heard people say, well, it gets boring and I'm, I'm not feeling inspired and I'm, I'm not feeling kind of that the oomph or, or that excitement or any of that. And I think what you're saying and what I'm hearing and what I'm getting is that, you know, when you engage in the way that you've said with the Holy Spirit, learning, yeah. living, understanding, that changes everything. Like right. it changes everything about your life, how you see the world when you have an argument with your husband or are frustrated with your kids. You know, those are the times where, you know, the Holy Spirit will really will speak, will slow you down, you know, will will kind of push you out to be on a podcast, Susie, in front of thousands of people. As right. an introvert, right? <laughs> right. right. Um, I just want to say this as we, we finish up the interview. Sure. Your book, The Spirit-Led Heart, Living a Life of Love and Faith Without Borders by Suzanne Eller. I love that. Living a Life of Love and Faith Without Borders. One minute, Susie, uh, when you say, you know, what's that hope to live a life of love and faith without borders as, as we end the show? Jesus gave two instructions to the church, and we're still a church. He said, go and be. Go right where you're at. Start right where you're at. Go. And secondly, be. Be a reflection of who he is and his love for the world. And that is when we become world changers. Amazing. Everybody needs to pick up your book, The Spirit-Led Heart, Living a Life of Love and Faith Without Borders by Suzanne Eller. Um, Susie, an amazing conversation. I was really encouraged. I think everybody needs to to get the book, listen to this podcast, because some of the things you've said have really encouraged me as a Christian woman um, on this long journey. And again, for me to be reminded um, about the Holy Spirit. And, and there are some things that were sort of checking in my heart that I needed to re-engage with and I think learn more. And also, I think, be a little quiet and listen. So... I so, so appreciate it. I'm so glad you wrote the book. 
I think it's, it's much needed in the church. And so I thank you so much. Where can we get the book? You can find the book on any place online, Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, proverbs31.org, uh, so, or in your local bookstore. Right. If they don't have it, ask them to, to bring it in. That's right. All right, Susie, thank you so much for being with me on the show, sharing your story. And um, again, I'm, I'm kind of leaving with uh, more inspired about me being a woman with a spirit-led heart. So I so appreciate that. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Your Story with Melinda. There's plenty more at faithstrongtoday.com slash your story. But if you really want more, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never, ever miss an episode.